Hey, what's going on, guys? Talkner City here, back for another episode of the TNC podcast, week 41. We're closing in on a whole year doing these. Nearly 51 hours worth of podcasting goodness. What a pleasure. Week 40 was Jake Humphrey. Week 41 is history in the making. It's the first time a guest has ever been on twice and he's done it. Boom! In the space of three weeks. It's Mr. Connor Southwell. He's back without right. cake this time. Yeah, without cake. Short notice. notice. Short notice. What is that? Short notice. Short notice. Right. <laughs> about 12 hours, Connor. You've been on the schedule for the last four weeks. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. I was expecting a coffee and walnut cake, but you know, you know how to disappoint a man quite clearly. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got um, to try and get on the good books of half of Britain again after we offended most clubs in the Football League and Premier League at the weekend. We offended I'm Brighton. We offended Brighton, mm. which is totally acceptable. And we offended who was the other club we offended? Sheffield United. That's two clubs. Fine. Right. Crack okay. So it's, it's a good start to. Uh, <laughs> To reevaluate our sins. Uh, let's go back to last Wednesday, nearly a week ago now. It was Chelsea away. I was there. It was very cold, but it was um, a warm night for football. Mm. Um, it was it was one one. Um, it was the the story of Jamal Lewis just keeps on going. It was a memorable night for Norwich City, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I was I was I couldn't make it sadly, but I was I was at home, and that was uh, probably one of the most emotionally draining games I've mm. ever seen. Um, I was actually writing the report for the website for the day after and was doing it as it was going along. And when we eight, scored in, we were got like, got to the 84th minute. <laughs> you had to add an extra four paragraphs. <laughs> well, I had to delete pretty much it and start again. So. Plug for the website. <laughs> yeah, by the way, some, there's some good stuff going on up there. Links in the description, talknerdcity.com. I absolutely lost my shit at the Chelsea game. Yeah, I saw mm. your live. The live yeah. Periscope. I thought, you know what? Bit of raw content. I'm so like emotionally done. Let's, yeah. just, let's just crack out a Periscope. I think that lost it. I think that game kind of though kind of epitomises what we're trying to do is at Norwich City, isn't it? We had a goal, a nineteen-year-old goal scorer, and that brilliant photo of him and Cadwell um, going to the Norwich mm-hmm. fans, and it kind of shows that new blood. But also, you've got the likes of Grant Hanley in there. You've got the likes of Zimmerman, who probably weren't the most inspirational signings, but mm-hmm. were unbelievable. And Angus Gunn pulling out these fantastic saves. If we can recreate that kind of magic and performance levels going forwards in the league. You would hope that we'll build, we're building something okay. That's it, and I, th- I think for a lot of people, it, it was that sort of thing. If this is what we're trying to do, and this is how we're going to do it, and I think it's it, maybe it didn't click for a lot of people, but I think a lot of people suddenly got it a bit more. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely the direction to get players involved from the academy and 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 to 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 see if they're good enough for the first team, which I think you know Jamal Lewis has proved that he absolutely is. It does seem strange, though, Chris, doesn't it, that this season our best performances have come against Premier League opposition, and we asked the question to Jake last week before the Chelsea game. Yeah, is it? Are we right in saying that Farker's style does suit Premier League football more? Think, and it yeah. almost does, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I think so. It's uh, well, I think it's pretty pretty much a well known fact now that Farker and his, his backroom team weren't fully prepared for the rough and tumble of the Championship, which is why the signing of uh, Mister Kenny today. Uh, it excites me because we we need players that that can handle the rough and tumble of this league. Obviously, in the Prem, you get a hell of a lot more space. I thought, but going back to that Chelsea game, just so proud, like genuinely. Mm. At the end of the game, I didn't actually feel gutted. Mm. I was actually proud. I wasn't that disappointed. So um, yeah, just hats off to them for that performance. And obviously, it showed, and we knew it was going to happen against Sheffield United because we put literally everything into that game, like. I think Nelson Oliveira couldn't even walk. He was like, hopping around on the pitch at the end, wasn't he? So, I mean, what can you do? I mean, we'll get on to the Sheffield United game in a minute. Let's quickly touch on this little booklet that we would have all received through our post boxes um, this week. The season ticket renewal booklet. Um, Jack. The fantastic picture of Daniel Fark on the front, by the they way. They listened to our advice. They didn't put in the story of um, oh, yes, Nigel Smith in the city stand. Yeah, because he's... we don't care about Nigel in the Smith city stand. <laughs> That's we it. just want to know the price. Or maybe it's because they just couldn't afford the printing costs this year. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe. And I've noticed, I noticed that it's now not coming in an A4 no, it's letter. Just, it's now cut down. So, you know, every little helps. Printing cuts. Um, the revolution coming to full force there. This is the... You probably can't see it from there. This is the... I'm so sorry. I've really got to interrupt. Do you know there's, there's a thing called the revolution? Yeah. We need something for Stone. Stone's... We need something for Steve Stone. Because I feel like we're leaving Steve Stone out. But he is making a massive impact. Is Go it? on, Connor. Ooh. Think of something on the spot. 
we're stoning. Oh, uh, I mean, saying like we're stoning it is a bit <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, you probably won't get away with that. Yeah, one. a bit aggressive slash. Um, I think Steve Stone comes under the, the Webolution. I don't know. I, yeah. I think he's yeah. on a level with Weber, you know. Really? I think he's massively underrated. Let us know your thoughts down in the comment section below. You do the brain work on yeah. this one. This is, though, the sentence that we're all looking for. Prices frozen, excluding some hospitality season tickets. Please contact the club for more details <laughs> on that one. Um, but prices have been frozen for the fifth year in a row, I think. Mm-hmm. However, that does still mean we are one of the most expensive season tickets in the Championship. Mm-hmm. And also one of the most expensive season tickets if we were in the Premier League. Mm. They had to freeze them. Could they have put them down, Connor? I don't think so. No, no. I, th- I think where they are, I don't think they're in a, in a place to put them down, sadly. And, and you know, I, I think freezing it is, is probably the best thing to do. It's, it's, it's not like, you know, they're Huddersfield who, who are getting 12,000 every week and can lower it to get more, more in the gate. So mm. I, I think they did have to freeze it. And, you know, I think if they'd have, if they'd have risen it, it would have just caused uh, mayhem to be honest I mean, at, the end, at the end of the day though Chris I'm looking at here and if, if you don't renew until May the 8th which is the final deadline you're looking if you want to go in the Barclay mm. £585 which equates to £25 per game yeah. even if you renew by February the 18th which is the first deadline you get the best possible price you're looking at 500 quid, which yeah. equates to £21.50 yeah. a game that's a lot of money for championship football it is uh, and I think I don't know. I've got two opinions about this because I do think we're we're still playing Premier League prices. It's obvious that we are. Yeah. We are doing that. Obviously, two of those last seasons have ha, last few seasons have been in the Prem, so I can kind of I'm all right with that ish. Um, I do think there is some piss taking going on in terms of the complacency towards supporters because we are paying the same prices. But what are the supporters getting back? Is there a singing section yet? No. Has there been any initiatives that have actually been followed through by the club to help the atmosphere? No, there hasn't. Is there a, a, a fan site? No, there hasn't. Are the program dro- Has the program prices dropped? No, there hasn't. Have the pies improved? No, they haven't. The sausage rolls have. Big okay, the sausage rolls have. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, the sausage rolls are banging. To be fair, you did give me a bite of the day. It was quite nice. But <laughs> my point is, I'm okay with that. Um, but on the other hand, I'm thinking, I don't know, I think I can understand, but also it really excites me and please don't take this the wrong way, but I think there's actually some dickhead tax on that. Some what? Some dickhead tax. Right, okay. Or some, or some, <laughs> some, some negative. <laughs> please there's, contact the club. Yeah, there's, some, there's some nasty negative moaners tax on that. Right. It's, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, because quite frankly, if you're sitting here moaning about it this season... You're not going to renew at that price. So maybe it will clear out some of the dead wood but in terms of the negative supporters as well. And hopefully the young people that have been on the waiting list can now come into play. And you saw it against Chelsea in that first leg. How much better was it with fresh faces in that Barkley? Let's start with the elephant in the room, Chris Wilder. Um, oh, God. Let's let's quickly let's. So your fan cab from the weekend, Chris. I, I must. Have, I did throw you in the deep end with a bit with the title and the and the, and the a bit, <laughs> a bit. It's now you got, put me on the chopping block, Jack. It's now got eight and a half thousand views. Yeah, um, hundred twenty dislikes and hundred sixty comments, in which know. I'm probably not going to read through. That I don't read the comments to be fair. So Chris Wilder. So it went down. We've really had a well. bit of time. If, to if think. there was that many comments, obviously it was really went down really well. I'm not going to read them for a reason. Oh um, wow. Okay. Good. We've had a bit of time to think. I stand by what I've said, Jack. I do. I absolutely do. And what? So what did you say for people that haven't seen that fan cam? I, I think first and foremost, you need to watch the fan cam. Okay. Absolutely. Pause this right now. Watch the fan cam. Then come back. Give us the view. Thank you very much. Um, get it over to, over 10k. Happy days. Um, <laughs> God, I've absolutely lost the plot tonight, Jack. It's just like Chris Wilder is really... Um, I'm almost at his level now. I really am. Anyway, basically, if you haven't watched it, I go on about how Chris Wilder, his celebration at the end. I did a little impression. I think um, that was the thing that annoyed people. And I'm fine with that. And okay, I'm fine with that. I'm so, I'm so fine with that. I did an impression of their manager. Oh, boo-hoo. I mean, come on. It's not the end of the world, is it? No. What we've discussed off camera just to get you guys in the room and not make this the Chris Reeve show. <laughs> Basically, Chris Wilder giving it the tap of the badge and the tap of the watch slightly too much, but acceptable if it's towards your own fans. Cool. You know, you're bold, you're brash, you're over the top. 
you know, you've come from League One, it means a lot to you, great. But as soon as you turn to the other fans to do that, for me, as Michael Bailey put in his article today, it, it, it's classless. Um, and I think that eventually um, he'll get his comeuppance for that, to be honest with you. And I must say, what, what does actually, what actually pisses me off more than Chris Wilder and anything is the Sheffield United fans that said that, you know, I was really bitter. I was absolutely taking the piss. I couldn't give a shit. I, re- I, re- I really can't. Like, honestly, we played so well at Chelsea. I was prepared for the fact that we weren't going to lose. No, Connor, what's the issue? It's not an issue. No, I just, I'm just impressed with how passionate you are. That's all. I'm always passionate. It's, it's my yes, football yeah. club. It's Go nice for it. Go for it. So, yeah, whatever. But, but all the people that, you know, obviously gave it large on Twitter were the ones that were crying when we beat them 1-0 at their place. They're the ones that are being pathetic. Mm. I mean, Connor, let's look <laughs> yeah. at the, um, I, I suppose, at the, at, at the flip side of this. Chris Wilde is certainly a passionate man who loves his football club and, yeah. and, and the Sheffield United fans love him. Mm-hmm. On a completely tactical level, mm-hmm. he got it spot on at the weekend. I thought he was superb, yeah, in terms of how he set his team up, particularly first half, I thought they were excellent. Uh, you know, completely outdone Norwich in, in all areas, in, in all honesty. Um, you know, they... they Pushed the wing backs back, and at times it was a five for Norwich. Uh, they overran the midfield. Harrison Reed was getting worked about, and then that isolated Teddy yeah, had too many fires to put out, if you like. And uh, and, they, and most of all, they got they got their midfield forward, and they went as a team. And it, they're one of those sides where you just think there's there's no one particularly that you you know you put your money on to to, to sign mm. or, or whatever. But as as a team, they're really really good. I mean, that is the thing, isn't it? Love them or hate them, Chris. They're a- they're a team that are working effectively in this division. I don't hate Sheffield United. I really need to make that clear. I hate Chris Wilder, but I don't hate Sheffield United. I think they're a proper football club and I have actually got some respect for them. I do. And I think that they, they really do remind me of Norwich City when we went up from League One and we had to buff people yep. off the ball yep. and we had the players that were, you know, they're not the most talented bunch, <clears throat> but they work very well as a unit and they play some good football and Going back to my fan cam again, I did make it very, very clear that Sheffield United deserved the three points. They played us off the park in the first half. Norwich City weren't at the races and they played some good stuff, so fair play to them. Sheffield United will be in and around the playoffs this season and they deserve to be. I do have respect for Sheffield United. I just think that the the fan thing was a bit two-faced. And I thought Chris Wilder was classless. Yeah, I mean, they certainly didn't take that defeat at Bramall Lane well, did they? And, and as you say, I think classless is maybe yeah. the right way. I mean, I think, you, don't, you don't see Norwich fans bottling the Sheffield United players, do you? That's, that's the difference mm. for me. I, I found that very disappointing. And for them not to see that side of it was, for me, where the issue lies. Yeah. But as I say, just to repeat one more time... Sheffield United, great club, full of history, and they they deserve the three points of the weekend. Just on a professional level for Wilder, I, th- I think he's he's risen up the leagues brilliantly. He did a brilliant job at Northampton. I think I think in the before this season, the last two seasons, he's, he's got like 199 points or yeah. something. So, you know, you, you can't fault the guy in terms of what he knows about football. But yeah, I, I think as you say, I can't see Daniel Farker giving it large to, but, but, to the opponent, uh, to the opposition fan. I it, think it is that word, isn't it? It's class, and that's that's the thing. To, to be to be fair to Wilder, I watched his. Um, his, his post-match presser and uh, he, he did actually give Norwich quite a lot of credit I think that's a lot easier to do when you've just won and I think Absolutely. it's kind of throwaway of comments is. almost yeah, but too, yeah. I think once he calmed down a bit it was fine anyway let's move away from Chris Wilder we, we, we've talked enough about him let's talk about the whole tiredness issue we we played 120 minutes at, um, at Chelsea it was obvious that we, mm. we very much exerted ourselves and there was only one change in that team which saw Vrancic drop out who was actually probably one of our best players at Chelsea now you've got two arguments here you've got the Michael Manson argument and the, and the Norwich City fans some players uh, some fans saying well these are professional athletes they, they, they work five days six days a week training to condition their bodies these players should be capable of turning themselves around um, in three or four days and I saw Darren Huckabee tweet I think it was on the Thursday someone tweeted him saying um, is it easy to, to recover from a Wednesday to a Saturday and he said, it, he said it's not easy but it's doable mm-hmm. um, and then you've got the other argument which I think I saw you and Robin Sainty saying these are just humans at the end of the day yeah. you know yeah. yes their recovery is going to be quicker than the average bod like me but they are still going to feel fatigue they're still mm-hmm. going to feel that lactic mm-hmm. acid on the muscles yeah. what do you think do you, do you, do you think maybe Farker's Naivety played into it a little bit here, possibly. But I think I think that's easier, you know, said with with hindsight. Um, I, I I think 
more than anything, they were mentally tired as well as physically and sort of tactically tired, if you like. You know, they, they played that, that shape so well on, on Wednesday night against a very good side. Uh, and it, it took them a very long way. And yes, physically, they probably are going to recover okay. But I, I think mentally, coming back from that and, and going again is the tough point. I think in the first 20 minutes, you, you could see that, that, that mentally it, it was really, really tough for them to not switch on as such. But I, th- I think for them to sort of get into top gear, I, I think they, they struggled. But as, as I say, you know, a lot of them were injections, a lot of them were taking painkillers during the game, so it's, it's one of those, isn't it? You know, I think that's a key point that Connor's touched upon there, um, obviously because he always creates key points. Angus mentioned it in his post-match interview, mentally tough. When you play that many minutes and you know you go through the high of scoring, literally a last touch of the game equaliser against the champions of England to then being crushed on penalties... Mm. Um, you know, especially for Angus, you know, it was tough. Uh, it was really tough, and you know, I think a, a lot. There's a there's a lot more um, in in the mental side of football than people think. Yeah. It's not just talented bodies running around the football pitch that can kick a football. Mm-hmm. It's you, you've got to be so mentally switched on, and I don't think that the, the boys were. I'm not saying they went up for the battle against Sheffield United, but they were thinking, oof. We're playing Sheffield United. Do you know what I mean? It was a come down. Wasn't they're it, gonna, they're gonna buff us about, and we've already been buffed about by Chelsea. Yeah. So I think that's that's a really um, key point. I think in terms of the, the the minutes discussion, and again, me and Connor chatted about this while you were running to get your mic, Jack. Um, yeah, Jack wasn't quite, prepared tonight, quite, guys. Quite quick, actually. Yeah, we you did off the podcast. Good fitness, <laughs> actually. Maybe you need to be playing these games. Actually, I tell you what, come on, down them three flights of stairs. Yeah. Like, bloody yeah. 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 a good day. Yeah. For me, the interesting and, and turning point of the game against Sheffield United was when Daniel Farker took off Harrison Reed. For me, shouldn't have happened. Don't get me wrong, I, I didn't think Harrison Reed had a 10 out of 10 performance, but I didn't think he was anywhere near getting tired. He didn't look like he was getting tired. He was travelling across the pitch very well. <clears throat> his, his passing was, was decent to good. And... I didn't think Tete was at the races. It was a very strange decision to, to, to not take Tete off. And uh, and for me, Harrison, and obviously Harrison Reid played all of those minutes at Chelsea, but actually looked really fit against Sheffield United. For me, what and just to draw back in, I don't want to keep whipping Mario Vrancic, but I try. I want, I want to try and be level about it. Yes, he played very well against Chelsea, but he came on fresh-faced, bushy-eyed against Sheffield United came on and did what he was doing back a few games when he was woeful. Misplaced passes when he had so much time, so much time. And and that, for me, is the frustrating thing that, that he needs to iron out of his game very, very quickly. I mean, I suppose, yeah, going back to that Vrancic, I don't think he was terrible, but Mario Vrancic isn't a player that's going to orchestrate the tempo, is he? He's a, he's a player who will... Why not, though? Because he should be orchestrating tempo, Jack. I just don't think he's that kind of player. He is that player. He's got to be. What else is he? I don't. I don't think he's a championship player. I've said. I think. Well, yeah, I know. Good, I know you've said that. I think there's a very good footballer in there. Yeah, and, me too. And at times he has looked very good, but it is that consistency over a championship season. Yeah. I just don't think he's got. Not taking it. it away from his, cha- his Chelsea performance was brilliant. He was really, really good. Put, even put in some crunching challenges. But for me, like going on against Sheffield United, um, you know, your back's against the wall. But you've you've got to come on and make an impact, and he had, and he even had the the time against them. But the, there was a few wild through balls that were just so unnecessary. Just keep the ball, mm. feed it into Wes Houlihan, and that's another thing we didn't do well enough for the weekend. We finally brought Wes Houlihan on, who by the way had a great game, with enough time to make an impact, but we didn't feed him. Mm. I suppose it's 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 tough with this system we're playing, isn't it? Because you play them two midfielders and they are effectively both yeah. deep-sitting playmakers, aren't they? they? They need to sit defensively quite deep to to cut the play. But at the same time, and you, we said it, Chris, in your interview, and I think you did as well, Connor, that we just don't have at the moment a midfielder that can carry the ball forwards. Mm-hmm. Mario Vrancic isn't a ball-carrying midfielder. I don't think, I don't think no. he's got the pace about him. I don't think he's got the power about him. I don't think Harrison Reid's that. I don't think Alex Tete is that. I think Madison does it. Yeah, but Madison isn't playing in that in that too is he mm-hmm. but, but he does carry the ball forwards Madison did drop incredibly deep at the weekend yeah, and I think that was probably why yeah, we didn't see that exactly effective. right so what do we yep. do about this midfield then in that case because it's clearly a, it's clearly an issue um, I, I, I think 
just this is just my preference where, where I think if I think about midfield what I like is, is sort of a more defensively minded player who, who shields the back four and protects them and then someone who who can you know in, uh, influence the game going forward yeah. someone who's, who's a bit more technical so uh, I mean you look at you look at Teti and Tribal but I, I think they, they work in, in different in different systems so with Teti and Tribal I think in a, in a back four those two work work brilliantly because it allows the, the full backs to go on in a wing back system I think you struggle a bit more with that because I think Tribal's asked to do, uh, is is made to do slightly mm. slightly more in terms mm. of, of what he has to compensate defensively. So I think you lose that sort of ball carrying to a degree. So yeah, I think Norwich lacked that, and I, I think the the one that did it really well was Johnny Housen, and uh, and he's obviously a big miss for everyone. We miss Tribal big time at the weekend as well. Yeah. By the way, hopefully he gets back soon. I mean, let's... Jack, there is one player that could that you could bring back to Norwich City that you really like uh, playing centre defensive midfield. Who's that? Really technically gifted <laughs> player, centre defensive midfield. Bring him back, play him in that role, Jack. Who is it? Who's your favourite Norwich player that you really highly rate and that you that you is know he's going to turn it around? Who is he? Is I'm, he I'm just going to keep you hanging until he gets it. I'm, I genuinely, I gen. Okay, let me put it like this way: he was a complete waste of money. Right. Crippled the club of, of future seasons. Yes, no, Stevie Naismith. He wasn't a central yeah, defensive midfielder. No, 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 he was a more no, no, defensively no, no, no. minded attacking midfielder. No, no, no. That was not what you said. <laughs> you said you could play him in a central defensive midfielder no, role, did not say and he was that. technically gifted. I said he's a slightly more. Don't go too faced on your audience. Don't do. Don't do Sheffield United. Anyway, he's gone. We're going to be talking about Stevie Naismith in a moment. Actually, let's talk about Alex Tete because. This is probably going to be his final season in Norwich City show. He's been incredible this season. Um, I think you look at the stats before the weekend and they were unbelievable in terms of the games he's played and the games we've won. However, cost us the second goal at the weekend. It was clear that his legs weren't working like they used to before in, in, the, in the famous words of Ed Sheeran. Um, <laughs> what a link I think you've got your orange jumper on tonight. But... Got a gauge the other day, didn't he? Yeah. So, oh, what a link that is. Um, but... There was a lot of people when he'd done that presser a few weeks ago saying we have to renew this man's contract. I don't think we should. Connor, thoughts? Um, I, don't, I don't think they should. I think there's a part of me that thinks they might try to. Um, although I, it would be on lesser money so I, I can't see him doing it. But um, yeah, I, I think to, to touch on his performance on Saturday, I, I, he, he was overrun completely in, in the middle. Um, he, was, he was poor. I don't think he protected the, the back three particularly very well. And I think there is that, that thing of him performing better in a four. Uh, so, so there is that dilemma there of, well, do you play a four and look defensively better? Who do you want to suffer on the pitch, basically? That's it, that's it. And uh, Is it Pinto, is it Nelson? Mm, mm, and that's it. But Norwich have no width, so mm. they, they, they have to play a three at the moment. And, and I think he suffers a bit from that because he's asked to be a bit more, he's asked to give a bit more, and uh, I don't think that's really what he's good at. I mean, we're constantly talking, Chris, about is the system right? Do we have the players to fit in the system? And you do kind of think, at the end of this season, Daniel Far- next season is a big one for Daniel Farker because, <clears throat> because there's going to be no excuse about the squad he's got. He would have had time to bed in, get his transfers in. You do think once you get rid of the Alex Tetes, the Matt Jarvis's players like this, he will have a real chance to create that identity. And let's also not forget we've got Kenny McLean coming in and we'll talk about in a bit. Ben Godfrey will be returning. There's yeah. players there that can fit in that Alex Tete role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, but How do you want to has, Farker, <laughs> has Farker got to let the likes of Alex Tete go in terms to build his identity? I mean, well, we spoke about this off camera, I mean, and again, like... But you spoke about I mean, a lot, it was only gone for yeah, four minutes. Yeah, no, we, 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 we yeah. just went it. Uh, we made the most of it, Jack. Um, it was a very intimate moment, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very. Leave that there. Um, Tete, just to go back before I answer that... Very strange. Sorry, I, I was very just, unlike you. I was just ask. rambling, wasn't I? That was just a statement. Yeah, you said a load of stuff. And yeah, just looked there you go. Sorry. Um, Tete, for me, <laughs> you shouldn't renew his contract. Okay. Uh, and Tete was my favourite Norwich player when he signed for us. I, I thought he was exactly what we needed. A big, bullish, strong midfielder that's going to buff people on the ball. At the time, he could pass. At the time, you thought, well, he's got quite a good shot on him, actually, even though he really doesn't, mm. apart from that one glorious shot. Um, but in, t- in terms of the system... And he used to I have working think... knees as well. I mean, that's always a brilliant I mean, thing. Uh, at that. the weekend, I don't think we can... <clears throat> actually, I don't think it was down to, to fitness. Again, it, I think it was just in his head. 
why why did he make that decision? But that poor decision making was because of the fact that he was so worried about the fans, probably, or does he kick it out? Does he? You know, there was so much going on there, and for me, it was just a horrific decision to throw Angus under the bus like that. And that's not me just with my Angus gun goggles on. Um, I'm just being honest. I thought I thought it was horrific. But I'm Alex Tete's biggest fan when he's playing well. I mean, really that's am. the thing, isn't it? We're certainly not criticising Tete here. He's had he's been the player that's, that's yeah. held us together at times, mm-hmm. but. At the same time, you can kind of see an ageing player here who's probably not going to be getting any better. I mean, the, the, I personally don't think players like Alex Tete hold us back from Daniel Farker having an identity. I actually think the no excuses section comes after the January transfer window because Daniel Farker's had a chance. Or actually, And by the way, we need to make this clear. Daniel Farker doesn't really have a say in who goes in and who comes out of this football club, right? Pretty clear with the Pritchard stuff. That, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. pretty evident, okay? So let's not make this a Daniel Farker needs to get in this and get rid of this guy and put his head on the on, on the ropes for it. Um, it's down to Stuart Webber to, to, to yeah. make some good signings for him. I think <clears throat> the players that we've got, there's some very talented individuals there. And, I, and so far, I don't think the players have been consistent enough. And I don't think that they've taken on... So, for example, loved Tim Close... Absolutely losing his head. Did you hear that story about Tim Close after the game? Actually, that. yeah, I saw that. So, did you see Tim Close's Instagram? Hang on, let me finish the point and then we'll go to that. Okay, Timmy K, great point. You know, he, yes, he it was great seeing him lose his head because it was hilarious, passionate. You know, but then he's playing on the the left and right wing. Then he's playing up front, and don't tell me. Why has Daniel Farker not got control of that situation? Okay, so this Tim Close story. First of all, did you see his Instagram post after the game? No. Yes. So basically, so you, you saw it. It was I like, it, yeah. sorry to the people who waited for an autograph. Didn't stop. Very angry. Angry face emoji. And then I saw on the Norwich Forum after from a couple of guys who wait for autographs after every game. Tim Close has come out. This little kid has asked for his autograph. He said no. He's gone and absolutely leathered this traffic sign and just kicked that. a hole yeah, through yeah. it and then stormed to his car and drove home. He absolutely lost his head. But to be fair, I saw what he lost his head at and he had a point. What, I would what, have lost my head. It was something about the linesman, wasn't it? Well, basically, he's running alongside a player and basically he just like kisses his hand. He kisses his hand. Yeah. And the Sheffield United player is rolling around, rolling around. It's an absolutely blatant dive. Yeah. The lino gets here horrifically wrong, and then clearly the ref sticks up to the linesman, and it's an absolute horror show from the officials. It was quite no, what, but he did really lose his head. I, I think something else must have gone on for him to put. I think someone. Mu- I think the ref must have said something to him, or I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, kind of go. I've read your review. Thank you. Which is helpful, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, and one of my favourite lines <laughs> was. Count? They, they do all count. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nelson Oliveira has transformed from the unplayable to the unfashionable in just a matter of months. Nelson Oliveira is an interesting case, isn't it? This is a man who was probably rated the best striker in the championship a couple of mm-hmm. months ago. Bids were coming in of £12 million from Wolves that we were turning down. And now he's a man who can't score and doesn't even look like scoring. I can't even recall a shot from him at the weekend. This, he's struggling, isn't he? Really struggling, yeah, and, and I think partly part of that is is the system, and and part of that is is his play as well. I think I think in terms of the system, he, he doesn't have anyone running beyond him. You know, there's times where his flicked head is on, and, yeah. and there's you know there's no one making it or even making it a, 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 an approach to run on. So for him, he's, he's probably quite frustrated with it, and and I sort of get why. But at the same time, his hold up play needs to be better. Which against Chelsea, I thought for the mo- for particularly first half, I thought he was he was fairly fairly okay in terms of how he played but just looks really isolated and, and really frustrated at the moment I mean I can remember Chris we were having sort of a few arguments a couple of months back oh, a couple of weeks back about I was saying Nelson he, he needs to be in the box he can't keep drifting deep he can't keep drifting wide to get the ball if he if he trusts the system enough the ball will eventually come to him and you were saying well if no if he doesn't do it no one's going to do it and I d- I, well quite evidently he's trusted the system against Sheffield United I don't think he drifted out wide a lot against Sheffield United. I thought he stayed pretty firm to his position, and the systems failed him, hung him out to dry. And to, to I don't I think Connor has a point in terms of the. If you look over the course of the last four games, I would agree that he hadn't held the ball up enough. 
But at Sheffield United, I thought he did. And I thought that he was flicking it on really well. And it mm. cried out for someone to be playing up top with him. Now, that is the system. I'd say at the moment, it's 60% the system and 40% Nelson Oliveira. But for me, the system has to give more for Nelson Oliveira. A really good point. Craig Killer, who's a massive Norwich fan that watches all of the podcasts, said, tweeted out saying, the players aren't getting close enough to Nelson Oliveira. Mm. And you know what? He's so bloody right. The issue is, because they're so worried about what Sheffield United are going to do to them, or they're so worried about whether they're going to get hit on the counter, I'm not sure if that's just us being too defensive. But for me, like Madison is dropping back now. Mm. He's not being told to push forwards. You've got Reed and Tete back. For me, no one was getting near Nelson, and I don't think anyone wanted to commit to you know, going near Nelson, which is a shame because I thought he did his job pretty well at the weekend. I think I think Norwich are quite one dimensional going forward. I, I think it's it, there's, there's never any pace or, or intensity. No or, the movement is, yeah. is not great. So in that regard he, he struggles. Uh, and, and I think anyone would to be fair up yeah. there at the moment unless they can unless you're sort of a brute who can hold up and bring other players into play, which he isn't. So uh, and you know him him getting in the box uh, it, it is just him and, and then you're looking at the winger, you know, putting in a, a world class cross which Unless they're Tim Closer against Chelsea, isn't going to happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I feel for him a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's I've got a lot the, of slack. Again, I've got the solution, Jack. Come on. What is the solution to our upfront woes? I have no idea. Bring back Stevie Naismith because he is an out and out prolific Premier League proven striker and he'd do a fantastic job. But he's defensively minded as well. He is. Um, in terms of alright let's try and find some solutions I'm not going to let you live that down by the way to these problems look Stephen Naismith scored a few goals at the start of the season when does his contract end? (laughs) I think he's gone over a year and a half 2025 he's here for life yeah he's here for life (laughs) lifetime Hall of Famer Um, let's get some solutions to these problems then we talk about the system for me the system only really works away from home that's where I've only been I think the performance at Bristol was fantastic in terms of the way we counter attack mm. but we soaked up a lot of pressure Bristol were very committing we don't see that with teams at, at Carrow Road I haven't seen a convincing mm-hmm. performance at home all season do we play does like, he even work away from home though Jack because we're only winning by a goal if we but are but I think that is the system home. and it has worked on a few occasions but it's, but it's risky it is risky because if it's, if it's only one goal and you have a bit of class mm-hmm. a bit of one-off quality which in the championship is more likely to happen now because of the amount of money being spent for me that system can't continue to work away from home mm. and I think and, and the other thing is I think that system will get easily found out by the end of this season definitely if it's not already been found out away so, from home so what do you change then do you go to it up front We've done that before and it hasn't worked. Well, you have to sign the appropriate players. Well, I suppose first. we need two strikers to do that. Well, we yeah. haven't got at the moment. Tammy um, Abraham. <laughs> Who? Not Tammy Abraham. <laughs> I wish. Tristan Abraham. Tristan. Tristan Abraham. Oh, I thought if you got yeah, a little exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Tammy Abraham. Could be. Could be on, I don't know. No, it's what, what do we do, Colin? I, I don't, I, at this stage, I don't think there's any point in putting two players up front because we look isolated enough with one, let alone two. I, I, I think. Uh, Needs some width, needs some pace. There needs to be some variation in in, in the attack. Well, we've just got third. rid of our width and pace, surely, with Yannick Goldschmidt. I didn't get an assist this season. There wasn't width. All one assist, or whatever hmm? it was. Yeah, exactly. Got goal. Corner. Yeah. No. So, so you're still sticking up for Yannick. Sorry to drop Yeah. Sorry. Oh my lord. So yeah, I, I just think a bit of a bit of pace, a bit of end product in 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 the final third would help them tremendously, and and obviously a midfield runner who who is willing to get in the box and commit themselves. I think that's a big thing. I've got it. I've got the solution to our problems. Stephen Naismith. Matt Jarvis. Well. Back training with the Norwich side now. Pacey winner. Proven Premier League player. Pacey. End product. Experience. What do you think, Connor? I've not seen him play in two years, so I can't comment, to be honest. I I loved, uh, I I saw Paddy Davitt tweet that Jarvis is back training, and uh, someone tweeted back, like, is it Rossi or Ryan? (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember who it is. Uh, Quick ending on this this Sheffield United, because I feel like we've talked about Sheffield United more in this podcast than we have Norwich. How do we get, how do we make sure, because in your review that I I did read, I I saw you speak about this Sheffield United game being very reminiscent of the Derby game yeah. straight mm. after the Arsenal thing yeah. how do we make sure that this doesn't turn into a rut because it's now Brentford up next they've won five of their last six games they're in good form one win one loss turns into two could turn into three could turn into four yeah. how do we make sure that doesn't happen Chris? I thought you were going to Connor there is that a statement? that is a question right? no I, 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 I said that how do we how do we stop it from happening? 
you know, I'm fairly positive, but I, I honestly don't have a face value solution for you to take home right now. I really don't because until we sign, I disagree with Connor. I do think that we need to play two up front because I think as soon as you put two players up front, you put teams on the back foot because they're automatically like, oh God, they've got two up top. We're going to have to defend against this. And especially if you sign a big, bully, aggressive centre forward. Someone, obviously never as good as Grant Holt, but someone of Grant Holt's capabilities. So my question to that would then be, who do you drop? To make sure you to to allow two players to I, honestly, I don't know the answer. Drop but the answer is what? Oh my god, please! The answer is you need to be playing two up top, definitely. The, the, the only way I can see him playing two up top is if he if he maintains that three and maybe drops Murphy out and puts someone up top. Um, but okay, there, there's there's so much sort of dependent on a, on a two up top. You need the players to play close to each other. You need mm-hmm. them to, to have a good relationship, which is possible, but. You know, straight off the bat, when you sign in someone, and you know Nelson Oliveira is is questionable. I, I think there's a lot to ask at this stage. But we're gonna have to do it at some stage, though, Connor. Right? Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. But um, do you just wait till next season? Um, Set up for mid-table mediocrity now. Why not? <laughs> Wave the white flag. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I think, as you say, they do they do need a brute. They need someone who can hold the ball up desperately. Um, but not? I, I just I'm not, I'm not sure how that will work with two. Just, just because of how isolated they look with one. So you lose two, you're losing a man in the midfield. Uh, and, and I agree. And just to be very clear, that I will give up on this season if we lose to Ipswich at home. That's when I'll give up on this season. But until we have lost that game at home against Ipswich... You I say will, we are going to lose. I will not give up. <laughs> no, of course not. If we lose against Ipswich at home, that's when I wave the white flag. Until then, we're nine points off the playoffs. We can still kiss it. It just takes a couple of games. We can kiss it, but we can't have it. Um, probably not a good motto for life, that. Um, let's move on. Sorry to all, sorry to all of the under-18s that are watching and listening. Um, uh, let's go to some transfer behavior. news. It's still January. Um, <laughs> we have let go of quite a few players. Um, not enough. Ross Martin's gone to Rangers. Yep. Yep. Oh, hello, oh, by the way, did you, for anyone that did didn't, uh, do you know what I'm about to say? So, yeah. Right, so I'm in David Lloyd changing rooms, and I'm putting my top on, and I and there's, they've got TVs in there, because it was a premium gym. Uh, there's the link. And I see Russ Martin, with his arm over there, with the snowman, and a Rangers shirt. He's having a picture with snowmen. I didn't see that. He's having a, did you not see that? that? No, so Sky that. Sports News. And put comment below if you saw this. Sky Sports News, they had a little feature with Russ Martin with his Rangers shirt in front of two snowmen in the park in Scotland. Oh, right. I texted him, I was like, what are you playing on, mate? What I did see is the video of Russ Martin arriving at Glasgow Airport. What is that all about? It was like 50 paparazzi there. He looked very confused. He was like, what is going on? No, he was lapping up. He's like, you all right? He, no, 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 he was lapping up. Uh, he's gone from spending a night with us two losers. He did, he did his hair. <laughs> so, so. When doesn't he do it? Yeah, it's true. It's, it's, true. It, it's, it's impeccable. It's impeccable. Yeah. Um, great work. Um, so Russ has gone there. Probably makes sense. Stephen Naismith has gone on loan to Hearts. Are pleased about that? Am I pleased yeah. about it? No, I, I really think that Stephen Naismith has a future at this club. I think that he's technically gifted. I think he could play in that defensive role. I, I, I think I, I believe in him. I believe in his experience, his hunger for the club. I think he's so passionate about Norwich. And you know what? He's, he's really delivered for Norwich. He really has. I, has I think he been given a chance? Of course he has. Oh, don't. I wish I hadn't answered that, you sod. <laughs> um, am I annoyed he's gone? No. Do I wish we sold him? Yes. Has it ruined our next two transfer windows? Not in him entirely, but buys like Stephen Naismith have thrown us under the bus. Definitely. Yes, agree. And by the way, he's a really nice guy. I just he's not a Norwich City player. He should have never been. Well, never worked, it's just not worked. By the letter of the law, he is still a Norwich City player. Well, sure. I'm pleased you know that, Jack. <laughs> well done, Connor. I'm pleased you said that. Um, Karen Jerome has gone to Derby. This is slightly more of a strange one. Yeah. Um, well, we've got one striker now. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I think Cameron Jerome might do quite well at Derby. Mm. I think he will. Yeah, mm. I think he will. Um, a lot of competition there, but but I think he's what they need in terms of an experienced head. And and you know they're going for a promotion push. He's done it Neither. before, so yeah, it makes sense to vocal. Me. It was interesting his comments, wasn't it, Cameron Jerome? This is a man who's who's how old is he? Thirty one. Thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah. He was saying that he 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 likes Daniel Farker. He quite enjoys the philosophy, but. The training regime just wasn't suited for him 
that was a quite an interesting comment, that wasn't it? Because I'm mm. sure there's quite a few, probably a Russ Martin, a Stephen Naismith would probably agree with them in terms of the yeah. 12, 15 kilometres they're covering every day. Yeah, I mean, we've known it for a while that Daniel Farker's arguably worked them too hard. I don't think you can manage a squad of that of that kind of ilk with literally th- thrashing them every week. Train, 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 train. You know, don't get me wrong, a Christoph Zimmerman, because he's Christoph Zimmerman, can do that because he's Christoph Zimmerman. But when you've got players like Wes, Russ, Jerome, that arguably should still be playing in, an integral part in, in the Norwich City squad mm. at the beginning of this season, if you're looking at their play, you're looking up for those players and they're puffing and panting coming off the pitch, all right. And a lot of people say, well, no, they're just not a right fit for the club anymore. And I agree with that. But I think it's very interesting that, that, in fact, I don't think it's interesting. I'm pleased that Jerome's publicised that. I'm pleased. Let's talk about Jerome as a player for Norwich. He, he'd done a lot, didn't he? I think we probably, yeah. I think he probably, it's, it's strange, isn't it? Players only really get the respect they deserve when they leave. But I think fans probably were, um, you know, paying their respects. He hasn't died. He's, he's still alive. <laughs> paying their respects to Cameron Jerome and Norwich. He scored yeah. a lot of goals for Norwich. He scored a lot of important goals for Norwich. And on the whole, he was a very influential player for this football club. He was brilliant. I was, I was always someone who, who backed him. I was always in the Jerome's quite good camp. Um, I, I think it wasn't just the fact he worked hard because he, he offered so much more than that. And, and I think if he if he was perhaps a natural finisher, I think he'd, he'd have stayed in the Premier League for much longer than he mm. did. Uh, the way he, he worked defenders and, and brought other people into play, he was, he was more of a player that, that was better for the team yeah. than, than perhaps himself and, and was quite selfless in that regard. So... I always liked him, and he's the first Norwich player to score at Wembley. So, I mean, I mean, you do wonder, don't you, if if we had a Cameron Jerome of three, four years ago in this current squad, I think we'd be doing a lot better. I think yeah. the thing with Jerome is he lost that yard of pace. That's you could it. tell, yeah. and that was probably his main strength. Mm. He wasn't a great finisher, we all know that. Mm. But at times, especially under kind of that late stage mm. of when Alex Neal first came, mm. he was creating himself three, four chances a game. He didn't need to be a good finisher. He was banging goals in. Yeah. You almost want a 26-year-old Cameron Jerome in this squad now, don't you? Well, of course you do, Jack. But I, I think I, I'm just really pleased that the, that the Norwich fans gave him the love that he deserved mm. when he left. I think it obviously got overshadowed a wee bit because Russ was leaving at the same time. Um, but you know, as Connor said, when you score such a legendary goal for Norwich City Football Club, and to be fair, I thought his his tweets were very classy, yeah, um, very very classy, and um, I think. Although we're giving him a lot of love now, I would just like to bring to the table, he got so much unnecessary abuse, so much, from from Norwich City fans. And, uh, and again, we look at this season ticket thing here, and I think to myself, if we had some people at this club that actually backed players rather than, after they've had five games of not scoring, rather than supporting them, you're then going... Oh, Cameron Jerome, you're rubbish, you're useless, you're this, you're that. And I have so much respect for Cameron Jerome coming out and tweeting what he did because in his last two seasons, he has been getting so much unnecessary abuse. So much. Agreed. He's uh, a very useful player. Well, it also wasn't his fault that you know he was he was the main striker going into a yeah, Premier League season, which he which he should have been. Up top on his yeah, own, by and, the way. And, and you know that was that was poor poor yeah. management yeah. above him. So so yeah. it wasn't his fault, and you know he, he was never cut out for that. And the fact he scored three goals, I thought was rather telling. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing I was going to add. It probably wasn't his fault. He was shocking at times, but he's not a lone striker in a Premier no. League team. And I don't think he was in the Championship in in the last stage <laughs> either. But anyway, good luck to Jerome at Derby. Yeah. Um, we have made a signing. He goes by the name of Kenny McLean. He's been loaned straight back to Aberdeen. That almost rhymes. Um, Connor, I saw your tweet earlier. You didn't yeah. quite understand that this is a... No. How much did we sign? 200k, was it? Furious at this, aren't you, Connor? Oh, no, I wasn't, no, I wasn't furious. Yeah, he was, I was absolutely off his head. I was, I was, I was, I was a little bit confused, um, but... I think some people replied, and that's sort of like, okay, that makes a bit more more Mr. sense. Mr. Level-headed and, uh, Southwell lost his nut at this. Yeah, you did I, a bit of a Chris Reeve then. What's going on? You've been hanging about too much. <laughs> uh, but but no, I think, I think the thing that confused me was uh, the whole sending him back on loan element. Just just because you know, from my thought, it was it was twenty six. He's, he's you know he's not where he is now is is probably the best he's going to be in mm. regards of when we're going to to sort of get him mm. um and and i i feel in in midfield why not I, but but you know uh, do you have the answers now 
do you know to, why he to, to a degree I, I think there was um, a, bit, a bit of confusion for me personally why, why they actually went out and, and paid a fee for him why they didn't you know use a pre-contract but I think if a player gets injured you know he can wriggle himself out of that if, if he gets a, a higher bid so I think for Norwich it was just tying him down and uh, for that money I think well, it makes sense what I've read was that it was actually about him making sure that his club got the money I don't think it was you don't think that? Don't you don't know. believe that? I, I think, I think I there's think, something in that, Mr. Southwell. I think Norwich were more concerned with losing out to him to say Rangers, yeah, than uh, than him, yeah, looking after Aberdeen. Because if because if Reed goes back, which we're not going to be able to afford to sign him, are we? Which you will. Tete's probably Tete's off. gone. You've, you've you've got to place a punt on on him, haven't you? It's an interesting one, isn't it? I think there's something. I do think there's something in that. You know, I do, and About... I'm liking it, and I hope there is. The fact that he wanted to. Make sure that he was there to help them for the other half of the season. Oh, I, th- I think there probably is something, something in that. Maybe, maybe he did, but uh, you know, he's, he's not sitting down and negotiating it, and that's that's my thing. I think it's, it's all above his head. That yeah, I mean, mm. I don't know, so, I don't know I, anything I don't know. about Kenny McLean before today. I didn't know who he was. Um, do you know what anything you mean, about him? He's a legend. <laughs> I, I I personally don't. I, I spoke to uh, a lad that I know. I've been well, I say I know him. He follows me on Twitter. So so I was like, what do you know of this chap? And uh, Who's he an Aberdeen boy? No, Dundee United. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had a bit guy. of a Tony Andrew loving. This is a terrible... A Tony Andrew loving. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. That couldn't have lasted very long. <laughs> Pre-season, mind, Tony Andrew was a baller. Yeah, he was. To be fair. I can remember his debut. Me and he was, was it Goulston? Was it Goulston? He had scored a hat-trick or something. He scored, a, he scored four against Hitchin, I think. My Lord. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, and uh, he, he basically said that the way he's been playing for Aberdeen more, this year is, is more of a number 10 uh, than, than sort of an 8 or a 6, but from what I work out, he's quite versatile. He's so. going to end up like Tony Andrew, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, Tony Andrew was, was rated the next Cesc Fabregas at once. <laughs> well, uh, that's true, that's true. Uh, what, what I can sort of make of it, and, and this is me, never seen him play, but uh, I understand he's, he's quite good at passing without creating too much so he's good at passing without creating too much he's a bit sideways so he's Mario Brancic maybe a bit more physical I think there's something going on with Connor and this geezer because he's not normally like this is he Jack Connor's very good you've just basically said he's good at Passing it. <laughs> like, well, that fits you sounded very well. intelligent without just, knowing anything no, about it. I think you're just so. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going off with what, 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 uh, what the guy Anyway, Kenny so. McLean, he probably cost the same amount as we got for going to Chelsea in that replay 200 grand. Happy days. Happy days. We move on. Can't Let's get on to the Twitter questions. Right, Twitter questions. Probably my favourite part of the week. Let's start with Joe Blacksell. I don't think Joe's ever. Oh, you do know Joe? Tottenham fan. How does it feel that Harry Kane has scored more goals than Norwich City Football Club this season? <laughs> we made him, it's fine. Harry Kane has scored more goals than our whole club this season. Uh, by the way, I'm <laughs> really Harry Kane is class now. But I just I look at that and I think, how did he go from his Norwich City loan spell to a world class player that's been touted by Real Madrid? He's probably gonna break the Premier League all-time goalscorer record in the next few years as well. You think? Yeah. I think he might go before them. Oh, right, oh, fair enough. But Connor, he, he, Connor knows. Yeah, he's got the Real Madrid ITK. In the know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Because that 92nd minute sitter against West Ham, <laughs> never forget, never, ever forget. I always knew he'd do something. <laughs> I think I think the more the bigger standout one for me was when he played up front and was only against Luton and was completely out. Yeah, just, yeah. Just never come close. I saw a picture, in fact, it was Jake Humphrey that put it on his Instagram. Um, because we're friends with Jake Humphrey now. Obviously. Yeah. Oh. Um, did you know that? Uh, you um, mentioned that, though. No, no, no. Um, and he had a picture with Simeon Jackson. And I was just giggling to myself, like Harry mm. Kane sitting next to Simeon Jackson. He's a, I'll tell you what, Jackson would do a job in this squad at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's Where is he? He's at Walsall. He's at Walsall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you never know. You never know. And now, this is a very interesting one from Callum Connell. Um, who's in a band. He must be cool. Um, hummus, spelt with a... H-U-M-M-U-S or hummus spelled H-O-U-M-O-U-S now this is a very confusing one I've been thinking I genuinely have been thinking about this in previous weeks of course you have I don't know how it's spelled it's spelled two ways you're a clever lad Connor how do you spell hummus Uh, I think I'd spell it without the O without the O-U yeah yeah do you I'm a Roy Narfolk boy so I'm going hummus hummus Hummus. yeah because I used to pronounce it hummus but it is hummus, isn't it? I hope to God someone hasn't just clipped that up I'm and put sure it on I've Twitter. I've never had it, you know. You've never had hummus? I don't, I'm not sure I have. Have you got any? 
you know hang what, on let me check that's you know what he's quite disappointed he's, he's that's saying, any. yeah to be fair I should have brought some Jay Comfort got something he did he? get some yeah but you didn't bring the cake Connor so this is a two way street my friend <laughs> <laughs> right Lewis Nicholson um, saying if you had to lose one of the current back five Evo, Zimo, Timbo, Granto or Jamalo <laughs> what which one would it be hang on can you just translate that please he's just Evo, Zimo, Evo Timbo, Granto, Jamalo. Actually, this reminds me of. Um, oh, well, I've actually got. Oh, uh, yeah. It, was Timmy in there? Yeah. Timbo. Yeah, I've got. Timbo. <laughs> love, love Timmy K at the moment. Really do. From a business perspective and a Norwich City Football Club longevity perspective, right? <laughs> I actually think that I would sell Tim because I think that you'd get the mm. most value for him now. Because he's still, you know, capable of playing at an all right level. Um, you know, I, I would potentially look at offloading Tim as much as I love him. And then I look at Pinter and I think, how many times... I mean, I, he did frustrate me at the weekend. You, you saw his his lack of delivery again. I wouldn't normally jump on the, on the bus because I think it has been a wee bit harsh. You'd notice now that, that he's cutting it a lot more to Madison which shows that he's obviously trying to annihilate that out of this game but for me Tim Close yeah second I, I, I think Hanley and Zimmerman are on the up and he's on the he's on the way down yeah. so. and you've got Sean Raggett who could yeah, go yeah, down, great actually, yeah. Uh, but I do love Tim Close Chris Cassidy now I think Chris didn't you um, I, I'm a, I, this guy is um, this didn't guy you tweets quite compliment a lot. his biceps or was that a different guy no it's a different guy was it? anyway yeah. he's asked you have three bullets. Don't worry, Connor. We'll explain later. You All have right. three bullets. Chris Wilder, Donald Trump, and Adolf Hitler are locked in a room with you. How many times do you shoot Chris Wilder? <laughs> I would love to know Chris Cassidy's opinion on this. Chris is a Borough fan. Is he? Yeah. That's interesting. What? Yeah. He must be quite intensely following us to know that we hate him that much. I think even that we just shares it. I think yeah, Chris maybe. Wilder and Sheffield United have just annoyed a lot of people this season. Anyway, that, yeah, yeah. Got they have favorites. beat up a lot of people. To be fair, um, um, are we answering that question or not? No, that's more of a statement. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, let's just read through this. Blimey, Jake Mann. I thought I'd, I thought I'd ended talking about Chris Wilder, but clearly not. Jake Mann. Everyone hates him. But would you not love to see someone like Chris Wilder at Norwich City? The passion he has for his team is unreal. Oh passion is something we've lacked this season for the manager and players. I think he means in regard to someone that loves Norwich that much. I don't, but I don't think he means... Well, how do you know that? I well, I know Jake, so I, I think that's what he means. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. And I know his opinions on this one. I, I, so. I disagree. Oh, okay. well, let's, um, let, let's go with what Connor says then. I think Daniel Farker is very passionate. We've seen some very... I mean, I mean, look at this picture on the but front of the season. He's not renewals. He's not... No, I get that. Well, look, yeah. at the, look at the leap. Look at the leap. <laughs> look at the silhouette yeah. of that leap. And he'll do that against Ipswich. still intact as well. Love that. Mm. Of course. I think you do need a manager who buys into the whole kind of philosophy and, and makes the fans believe. And I think with results, that will come. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, Aaron Sayer. How good has Mario Rancic been in recent weeks? Him and Wes really changed the game on Saturday and he battled through illness to play exceptionally well against Bristol and Chelsea. That's a good point, actually. Mm -hmm. He did battle through mm -hmm. illness. Bless him. I think he's improved, to be fair. I think he's improved quite a bit over, over the last few weeks. I, I think his game has become a bit more rounded. I think he's, he's not someone that just sort of pings the ball aimlessly. He's, he's added a bit more uh, a bit more sort of guile into his game and there's been a bit more of a physical mm. presence in there, which is good to see. And, and maybe, you know, him in a deeper role, maybe it does work. Maybe you just need that initial period. Mm. But you look like you disagree. I'm still not convinced. I, yeah, do, I, I do think I, he's improved. I think Connor's got a good. I, I still think he dipped in form against mm. Sheffield United. But overall, if you look at recent weeks, he has improved. But for me, I'll say it time in and, and, and time out, this team cries for experience to, to lead it forwards in midfield. Wes Houlihan, he, he came on against Sheffield United and, and made a difference. He brought players into the game, he pulled them out of positions. For me, Wes now needs to play more of a pivotal role in this team. Yeah. Connor hates him though, so we won't get into it. But Wes isn't, so isn't that kind of deep lying midfielder that could run with the ball. He's more of a. Mario Vrancic isn't a deep lying midfielder I'm not that can saying run with the ball. I'm not saying he is. So what are you saying then? I'm saying 
if you... please don't start disrespecting Wes Hulan on this uh, podcast. Since when did I say that? Well, I'm just making sure. I, I, don't, you know. I don't think you could get away with playing Hulan deeper. I, no. I just think I'm not saying that, Connor. Killed. I'm saying Wes needs to be in the midfield, going forwards with the ball and pulling the opposition out of their positions because that is what he's Where done. Would you put him, like, season that's, in, that's season out. Where, Maybe you... Madison's role. Maybe we need to give Madison a break. We need experience in this team to lift it now. We, we really do. Maybe struck Madison deeper. Maybe he could carry the ball. Get Teddy in there. Who knows? Maybe we need to be a bit more ballsy. Play one central defensive midfielder. Yeah? Okay. Hello, girls. Then we play Madison and Wes together with Nelson up top. Did that way, though, didn't he? you get closer to Nels. Just play closer up front. Just play closer up front. That's um, <laughs> Sam Norton, if Carrow had to be demolished and Norwich City had to build Very a new tonight, football stadium in Norfolk, where would you build it and why? So Carrow has just been knocked down. Norwich City Council saying, sorry lads. I've got it. We I've have got to it. move you. We're putting a bus station here. I've got it. Where are we nice moving to? Park. We are going to... Oh God, no, I can't say actually. That's, that's brutal. I was weirdly thinking we could develop... <laughs> The Norwich Castle Mound. So you know, like you know, in Gladiator, you know the movie Gladiator, like a massive yeah. coliseum, yeah. and everyone looks up to it. Yeah. I've got this vision of Norwich, of, of Harrow being on a hill. So we're knocking down the castle. P- pretend, maybe. <laughs> oh, I know what we're doing. The castle can still be a museum mm-hmm. with our tiny little trophy cabinet in it, and we build that onto one of our stands. So we are linking the castle, castle end. Yeah, the we'll call it. The, we'll call it the castle end. And then we'll build the rest of the stadium around it. But I feel like if you do that, Castle Mal's having to go as well. So you're pretty- Oh, please don't tell me you're sticking up for Castle Mal as well as Great Yarmouth. My lord, that place has been dead for years. Uh, excuse me, there's cruise ships now coming into Great Yarmouth. No, I'm not talking about Great Yarmouth. <laughs> I'm not talking about Great Yarmouth, I'm talking about Castle Mal. Please don't start sticking up for Castle Mal. No. It's the Brighton and Hove Albion of shopping malls. Okay. Oh um, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh my god! To be fair, though, the food hall in Castle Mall does have decent choice. You've got a decent chicken establishment in there. You've got what's the chicken? Est- what's the chicken establishment? It's like a it's like an upgraded KFC. So it's like Southern Fried Chicken. It, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure what it's called. I think it is so Prince of Wales, oh, Johnny. Okay, okay. Right. You've got chopsticks, Burger King. Uh, Burger King. Are you going to see? Like? I had a spudge like the other day with garlic bread. Are you going to, at any stage here, say one decent food <laughs> right here? Um, a, a brasserie, perhaps? A, a roast? Mm, uh, something healthy, A roast? <laughs> something that's actually going to give you life? You've got boots nutrition. downstairs. Right, okay. Get a boots meal deal. Okay, anyway. Um, where are we building <laughs> Carrot? Uh I think, you know, just for Chris, they should uh, pedestrianise more of the city centre and build it there. Okay. <laughs> um, <sighs> where am I? In terms of using what we've already got, oh, he's going to come up with a stinker. I so can feel he's going to no. come up with a stinker. Well, what are you going to say? So BHS isn't currently in use, is it? There's no, there's no one there. Primark's going in there. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, that's that out of the equation then. Another Primark. That's why they redeveloped their old one. And then, what? And then they're going back. <laughs> I knew you were going to come up with a stinker. <laughs> BHS. Yeah, but there's nothing there at the moment. I'm trying to be. So you're going to put a stadium there? <laughs> Do you realise how big it is? The showground. No, no, that's too far out the Open. city. Yeah, but and a lot of potential. A lot of potential. Yeah, a lot, lot of potential. Yeah, but, <laughs> you could build. Yeah, but then where do you have the Norfolk show? Well, you have it in the same place. Oh, just, just sack that off. You can't sack the Norfolk show off. You, you could get all the all the like horse bits on the pitch. Get, yeah, get the queen sitting in the. Yeah, they did box. it against Ipswich in the playoffs, didn't they? So why not? So what do we do with our pitch then, when the horses are tramping all over it? How about, you're not thinking about these okay, things how about, about I've got it how about so Whitlingham Lake beautiful. oh hang on I'm, bu- I'm buying beautiful. into this now. okay beautiful okay on water so it's kind of like a, a luxury Middlesbrough okay because you look at Middlesbrough you think Oof, not, not particularly pleasant now we've offended Middlesbrough fans it's well. not particularly pleasant <laughs> he's not coming back the Chris is, yeah Chris I apologise hey, hey, no, no 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 I really like Chris Cassidy top boy but Middlesbrough <laughs> in the, as a place I'd rather Whitlingham Lake over Middlesbrough. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. I, that could work. Yeah. The only problem I'm thinking Lots is... Lots of land on the other side. Tra- the river. Traffic flow into Oh, terrible. Is never Tra- actually, it would ruin the village trouse, and I've got so much respect for that village. Mm. Yeah. Like Chris Wilder now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just used to it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, possibly Whittingham. Yeah. Well, you know what? One of the finest football stadiums in Norfolk is actually in Yarmouth. The Wellesley's got the oldest stand in, in the world. The Wellesley... You come on, guys. Like, I'm trying to sell Yarmouth here. And the, the Wellesley is a beautiful why? football ground. Give up. Why? Well, it's going to be... Well, I'll tell you why you should give up. Because you're going to have to move from there eventually. Because it's going to be underwater in 10 years' time. Possibly 50. Uh, you've got mm. a shout there. Um, <laughs> you do have a shout there. But there are cruises coming in to Yarmouth. Well, they won't be able to go there for much longer because it'll all be underwater. Look, we've got Harry Ramsden's. We've got a fantastic oh. array of amusement arcades. We've got a beautiful beach with great dunes. We've got a golf course. We've got a horse racing track. We've got two casinos. What more is there to ask for? Should we book a holiday now? Yeah, I Get reckon so. Get yourself on the cruise ship. Get yourself on the cruise ship. Um, yeah, straight. Willamots is back. Willamots Limited is back. Does he have the same header? He's, he's changed his header. No, yes. He's he changed his header. Oh, look at those! Look at those legs. I don't think that's Willamots. But... Is it not? Oh, okay. That's no, not Willamots, is it? But cracking cast like on that. Looks like they're pulling up a bowling ball. That. that is. I think that's actually kind of. I don't think that's lawnmower, Connor. Is it not? That's, I think that's like, an ex, ex, That's what you call really, an ex. That is really I disrespectful. <laughs> <to> <laughs> Sorry. It. I mean, that is a hell of a lot more than a lawnmower. <laughs> Um, once again though it's the daily life for contract ground income rape or some weeds will always outgrow grass uh, season ticket renewal lands on doorstep over weekend no doubt in my mind about renewing but if you're not sure what would it take the club or board to announce to convince you hashtag city till I die grass so, isn't always greener that is true and but weeds will always don't. outgrow grass there you go um Chris, if you weren't overly sure about renewing, it's it's definitely a, a, a valid point. What would Norwich have to do to make sure you do renew? <sighs> I just don't. I don't have that mindset. Like I'm going to renew because I love the club. Um, not really that negative, but I, I think for me, I would like to see some sort of incentive for younger supporters. I'd like to see some sort of promise or guarantee in terms of. Um, two away days next season where they pay for the coach travel maybe they need to commit to that up front and I think that they that they need to come out with some sort of initiative where they actually not only listen to the fans but put words into actions and they say right this is what we're doing with the atmosphere next season it's going to be the place to be in Norwich on a Saturday mm. not Castle Mal not Castle Mal which is buzzing on a Saturday yeah uh, thriving some they say <laughs> um, <laughs> anything you'd change um, no, I'm, I'm sort of the same as Chris. I, I think it's, it's they make it so it's harder not to renew, don't they? Which is quite clever from a business perspective. I, I, I I've, I've been going for since 2009. I, I can't imagine not going. Mm. So, so from my, my mindset, sort of similar to Chris's. To be fair, I think I think the thing is, I'm quite. Yeah. Um, no, 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 I'm just listening. I'm listening <laughs> I saw Mental Mallet post on Facebook at the weekend. Probably the most pessimistic man from Tower Road. Possibly, I'm uh, not sure. Um, the most pessimistic Norwich fan I know, but an absolute hero. And he said, Norwich won't do anything different because there is still a waiting list and they know they are going to get 22,000 season ticket holders again next season. So why should they change anything? And he kind of has a point. If it's not broke, don't fix it. From a business Something perspective, like you, complete, you can completely yeah. understand why, why they're doing it. Um, but yeah, I think it would be nice to see them give something back. Interestingly, they, they took the academy donation off this year. Oh, well, that was that was that was a Dave McNally job, I'm afraid. But we're still trying. See, to I, I heard whispers they were going to put it up, so I'm quite surprised that it's not there. What you thought the season ticket renewals? No, oh, I, thought, um, I thought they were going to put. I thought they, they they were always going to be frozen. I mean, but I think they were going to put the academy thing up. To be fair, that academy thing, like, I didn't want to do it, but I just could not be asked to go through the. 10 minutes of phone calls to do it so I was just like having the 28 quid or whatever I think if Stuart Webber had his way it would probably still be in there possibly um, maybe my £29 contributed to that Jamal Lewis last minute winner if so I'm happy I bet you did um, there was also a question which Chris Gorham has replied to Peter Hunter has said keep Chris Gorham commentary or would you put Angus Gunn with the microphone next season only allowed one the microphone I'm not oh, oh hang on hang on hang on Hang on, I've read Jack, this wrong. Jack, do you need a drink? Keep Chris Gorham on the commentary. Jack. Or keep Angus Gunn at the football Jack, club. <laughs> Jack, do you need a cup of tea? Yes. Shall I make you a cup no, of tea? No, we're nearly done. Um, so, wow, this this is putting someone's job on the line here. 
Chris Gorham on the commentary or Angus Gunn in goal? What would you prefer? Can I'm, you ge- I'm genuinely so uncomfortable answering this question that I just can't answer it. I'm keeping Chris Gorham on the commentary. I think I am. I served him the other day in work. Did you? Like, yeah. in, where do you work? Smith? Smith's, Can yeah. you reveal yeah. what he was buying? Uh, well, I was buying a nice, nice notebook. And I said, was it? I'm a fan of your work. Oh, was it, was it a red and black? No, it wasn't. Oh, no. So it wasn't his new commentary no. book then? No. new notebook. I'm surprised the BBC aren't paying for a stationery. Interesting. <laughs> BBC cuts, clearly. Um... Are you keeping your mate Angus or are you keeping Chris Gorham? If you sat Gorham, probably not going to be able to put food on the table for his Angus Gunn's got a job. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. I'm just thinking. I mean, whatever we the need situation. Chris Gorham to come back on this podcast, don't we? So I'll say Chris Gorham. But we also need Angus Gunn to come on this podcast. <laughs> no comment. Uh, sit on the fence. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, I saw. Um, for once, I'll sit on the yeah. fence. I saw the, a video the other day of Chris Gorham and Neil Adams commentating on that Sheffield Giant game from 2010. Just such an iconic duo. Love them. Yeah. Love that era. That's it. Uh, Brentford up next. Quick thoughts. Win, loss, draw. Score prediction. Um, I think it's a tough one. Obviously, they're, they're in a good run of form. Close to the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to be a tough one. I, I think it, as, as, you know, it's going to be in the same category as sort of Bristol City. And, that. and if we get anything out of it, I, I think I'll be chuffed with that. But I, I think I'll probably go for a draw. Score draw? Yeah, 1-1. One, one. Why not? Me too. Exactly the same. 1-1. One, one. Well, the last time we played Brentford was the last goal Nelson scored. Um, mm. Yeah, it was, yeah. The, the fantastically named, was it Lassavide? Lassavide? Vibe, I think it's how you say it. Scored yeah, twice. That, that was a grim night. Oh, my Lord. That, that was, was a really grim night. That was bad. Yeah, and I had to drink away my sorrows in ocean rooms to try and forget about it. It, it did the job, though, so fine. Um, is it going to be different this time? No. Let's, let's see who we've got in by the end of the week. Oh, hello. There's not some optimism there. I tell you what, a player we haven't talked about. Oh, God, I forgot. Who's the chap we signed? Edwards. Um, Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Marcus Edwards. Messi Edwards. Yeah. If his back's all right, yeah. If his back's all right. Yeah. He's got a back injury. Joe rates him highly, and he's a Tottenham fan, so it's good enough for me. Go on, Joe. Fair enough. That's good enough for me as well. Uh, What's the score going to be at the weekend? I'll go go with the 1-1 as well. Oh, you can't. That's we can't all enough. say one-one. All right. <laughs> Jack actually thinks we're going to lose. 3-0. I'm not feeling great about this. Jack, Jack thinks we're going to lose three-nil. You know, not three-nil. Two-nil. Oh, I'm just not feeling great. I don't know why, but so I'm feeling good. No wonder in that jumper. I quite like this jumper. It, it has shrunk in the wash though. Shrunk? <laughs> Blimey! What? No, what? As in like width-wise or leg-wise? I thought John Hartson was wearing that for a minute. <laughs> John Hartson, respect the man. I do um, respect him to be fair. Michael Manson just put in the group chat, is Marley Watkins a member at David Lloyd's gym? Maybe he's just seen him in the gym. Actually, let's finish on that. That was interesting comments from Daniel Farker. Yes. About Marley Watkins. Mm, Apparently work rate not being right telling. in training. You don't often see a manager reveal that in a press conference. No, I think obviously he's had a chat with him. He's not seen the response he wants, so he's gone public with it. That's, that's, that's my sort of thought on it. And, and I think Marley, Marley Watkins has to respond. There was a lot of interest in him in the summer. You know, he, he committed his future to Norwich and now he's, he's got a Prove that he's, he's good enough, otherwise he'll be gone. I perfect. He's been useless so far, hasn't he? No, I, I don't think he has. Well, he's he's uh, that second half against Sheffield Wednesday is, is it? Really, we saw it? him play at Burton, Connor. That was useless. This is Jacob yeah. Butterfield, Mark yeah. Two. I'm afraid. Yeah, it's a bit harsh on Jacob Butterfield. That. <laughs> Thanks very much for watching. Let us know your thoughts down in the comment section below of everything we've discussed. To all Sheffield United fans, to all Brighton fans, to all Middlesbrough fans, to all Hearts fans, and the rest of the country we've offended in this. We're sorry. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. If you're a Sheffield United fan, leave us a one-star review. Thanks very much for watching. <laughs> and see you soon. Bye-bye.